0: God did not send his only begotten son to convince you to try harder at following the rules. Today on Rooted Daily, we see Jesus tell the Pharisees he came to make all things new. The old is gone, the new has come. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and have you ever known someone who was a chronic whiner, constantly whining about their health, or the weather, or their boss, or their appearance, or their spouse, or their kids, or their finances, or what's going on in Washington this week? You know someone like that? You know, in our passage, we're going to discover there was a group of religious whiners who followed Jesus complaining. And Jesus explains that they represent. The old guard, a way of thinking and living that was going to pass away for someone and something new and vibrant and infinitely better had arrived that would stop the complaining. Follow along with me in your Bible as I read Mark chapter two, verses 18 through 22. It says, now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. And some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting? but yours are not. And Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, so long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and on that day they will fast. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, otherwise the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse, and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins." So again, the Pharisees here, they are these professional winers. They follow Jesus around and they criticized everything he did, everything he said. And in the passage right above this, they were whining that Jesus had hung out with sinners and, and outcasts at a feast uh, Matthew had thrown. And in this passage, they hammered Jesus with another complaint. They whined, John the Baptist disciples fast, and of course, we, we fast, of course, but your boys, they don't fast, so you must not be very religious. And Jesus took their whining and, he responds with three mini parables. And this is the first time Mark records a parable in his uh, brief gospel. The word parable comes from the words uh, parabole, which means through, alongside. So when Jesus told a parable, he told a natural earthly story where he made some natural earthly analogy. And then beside it, he tossed down a deep spiritual heavenly truth. Some of Jesus' parables are long and famous, like the parable of the prodigal son or the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, but these three parables in our text, they're only a few words long. And the first one is about a wedding feast. He asks, how can the guest of the bridegroom fast when they are with him? No, they have to wait until he's gone and that day will come. Now, let's get one thing out of the way. There's nothing wrong with fasting per se. Uh, in fact, there are good biblical reasons Christians should sometimes fast. Jesus himself fasted and prayed often, uh, but it was never a ritual designed for others to see. But the reason Jesus says here his disciples weren't fasting at that moment was because he was comparing himself to a bridegroom. And we know uh, from a study of Revelation that his bride is. The church, and at this point, the bride had not yet been revealed, but she was waiting patiently for her time to make an appearance. Jesus said that while he is present, that's not the time to fast; it's time to feast. In uh, verse twenty, Jesus spoke of when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. So normally, a bridegroom stayed together with his new bride; that's normal, right? Not go away. And so this phrase "taken away" is. Um, important. And in the Greek, it suggests a violent departure. Uh, it, It looked forward to what was to come when Jesus, the bridegroom, would be violently taken away from his disciples and, of course, crucified. That would be the time to fast. Second, Jesus taught that a new patch will destroy an old garment. Verse 21, no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, otherwise the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. Now, we have all kinds of synthetic fabrics now. They don't shrink as much when washed, but in Jesus' time, new cloth would always shrink after the first few times it was washed. A person wearing uh, a new garment had to make sure it was a couple sizes large so that over time, the garment would shrink down to the right size. Garments were Uh, often torn or or moth-eaten, and so they had to be constantly repaired. And if you had an old robe with a hole in it, it'd be foolish to sew a new patch of cloth onto it because when it was washed, that new patch would shrink. The old cloth would stay the same and causing it to rip. So what is Jesus teaching? That's the earthly reality. What's the heavenly truth? He was teaching that he could not just be added on to the structure of Judaism, the structure of the law. Both verses 21 and 22 tie into the bridegroom theme in the previous verses. The old ritualism and hyper-seriousness and outward show of religiosity represent the old garment that Judaism had devolved into. Jesus the bridegroom who feasts and enjoys life with his disciples, who lives in the spirit of the law, not only the letter of the law, That's represented by the new patch. And Jesus was saying, you can't add the new to the old. Something radically new and different was needed, a whole new garment. And the third thing Jesus taught was that the new wine will crack old wineskins. You know, we use bottles to hold wine today. uh, But in Jesus' day, wine was stored in goatskins and a fresh wine skin was soft, and when new wine was poured into it, gas was released from um, fermentation. And so the new wine skin, or wine skin could stretch easily to accommodate that expansion. Old wineskins though, had already been expanded and hardened. So if you poured new wine into an old wineskin, skin over a period of just a few days, there would be an audible sound as the hardened skin began to crack and split, and the old skin could not stretch because it would have become unflexible or inflexible and soon the stitches would start to pop and the seams bursting open and the new wine would leak out and it's a a cool illustration but Jesus he's not just a great storyteller or an illustrator he told these earthly things to help us understand deeper Heavenly truths. The meaning of the parable of the wineskins was the same as the parable of the patch that with the coming of Jesus, the old could not contain the new. The new piece of cloth and the new wineskins were what we now call Christianity. The old garment, patched, worn out, and the old wineskin, hard and rigid, were the law with its feasts and its fasts and its rules and its regulations and sacrifices and ceremonies. Jesus was teaching that his coming changed everything for the better. He was coming to bring in something new and different and far superior. Trying to sow Christianity onto a corrupted form of Judaism would not work. The old covenant was obsolete and it was to be replaced altogether with the new. The old way centered on ritualism, outward show. The new centered on Jesus, the Son of God, who was to be celebrated. A a new garment that is a, a total new paradigm was required. The old paradigm could not hold the new. And so Mark, in his gospel, shows us we are at a feast. Our faith should be a happy faith, a joyful one. That's not to say we should never fast. There's a time for that as Christians. But we should never think about our faith as something monotonous or routine. The old garment, the wine skin, represented a very old idea of pleasing God by outward works and spending a lot of time and effort in appearing good on the outside to other people. And while that's an old idea, it still persists. Jesus was saying, though, he didn't come just to improve those old ideas of the law. He came to uh, fulfill it, replace it with something totally new. Some people think they're pretty good and they only need Jesus to just patch up some problem areas in their lives. But the truth is, Jesus didn't come to put duct tape on your heart. He came to give you a new heart. When Jesus comes into your life, his goal is not to reform you. His goal is to transform you. We're all sinners and to try to fix our sinful character is like sewing a new unshrunk patch on an old garment. It rips. But Jesus doesn't just try to clean up our old hearts. He gives us a new heart. So don't think that if you can just follow the rules or you can just try to live a better life, that all will be well. No, that's like sewing a new patch on an old shirt or putting new wine in an old wineskin. It just doesn't work. But the bridegroom has come and he offers to make us new. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.